It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Log Talk Radio. Well, welcome, welcome to another episode of Hot Dog Vendor Radio. I already, believe it or not, have on the line with me live Rob and Jason. Um, I don't know if any of y'all remember Rob, but he used to grace our presence every now and then. And, um, and, um, And we've got him on the line tonight. We have a special guest coming on tonight, Um, an attorney, in fact. So if you have any legal problems at all, um, feel free to write those down, then grab your yellow pages and look up attorneys because this is not what he's here for. Uh, the, um, he is going. He is going. He might to be, give a referral though. He might give a referral. I'll give you give you that much. That's right. He possibly could, and he could help some vendors very likely. Um, you know, uh, as far as um, hopefully, we've got some people listening that have been you know emailing me lately about all of these problems that that we've been having. I failed to hit the intro music, and so I will spare you all that tonight. Um, but you are listening to Hot Dog Vendor Radio, and it's sponsored See, my by... presence has got you all messed up. <laughs> I'm, I'm flustered. I'm Twitter-pated. As, as what was it the, the rabbit thumper said? I'm Twitter-pated? I'm all Twitter-pated. And, exactly. And... <laughs> I got you all messed up, and I apologize. But, uh... Usually you have a different effect on me, but... <laughs> Something paid. It, I don't. Um, anyway, we have a a kick butt show going on. We've got some people that have called in and asked questions, and we're going to be going over those tonight and seeing if we can answer those in a way that will be beneficial to them. We have. Um, we're going to discuss my event I worked. Oh, we got to discuss Rob's event, and we've got um, Jason has made um, the big newspapers. And I posted that on Twitter, Pinterest, and Facebook today, and so you know I kind of hoard him out. But he's he got a big he got a big write up. I mean, a video and three photos and a full article, and it's not one of those just little articles. I also, if y'all didn't see the news, that lady that's ninety one that's been vending for over twenty years. I posted a picture of her on the Pinterest page. If you don't know what Pinterest is, go to p i n t e r e s t and forward or dot com forward slash Ben's carts and you'll see those. And I do need some people who are hot dog loving type people to email me at Ben at learnhotdogs dot com. And I want to make you one of the people um that help the Pinterest page that you know it's not like a job where you get paid anything at except um love. Um I'll I'll pay you in love. But basically, when you run across a cool article or a cool picture of a hot dog or a hot dog cart, you just post it up onto the Pinterest page. And we're building up a, a mass amount of pictures, and people take those pictures and use them, and it, and it promotes the industry. It gives awareness to the industry. Now, there is also um, some other news. Over on the blog, I don't know if you all have all seen it. You should have if you subscribe to the blog. 
you at learnhotdogs.com, you would see um, the you'd get a newsletter. You know, when I post new stuff up, and we let's see, what did we do? Oh, interest-free loans through Kiva Zip. Now there was several people. Um, well, there's more than several. There was over 50 people that emailed me about um, about that in the first 24 hours. But I, I can only um, do so many. But it's open to anybody now. But you have to have a sponsor, and I can only sponsor so many. So the people that I told that I would do, do it. If you would contact me um, tomorrow some way, either email or call me, um, so that I can get you going on that process. It's up and ready. And I've already got one um, lady sponsored. She's in Nashville. Yeah, Na- well, outside of Nashville, Cookville, or somewhere. She's somewhere in Tennessee. Anyway, we've also, if you noticed, we on the blog, is the Hot Dog Vendor and Food Truck Classifieds. This is free, and it's free to anyone. So if you have, and it's non-commercial, so you, you can't like, um, you know, go in there and post up that you build hot dog carts. Um, but if you... Uh, um, if you have a cart for sale or if you have a spot for um, that you need help on and you need, you know, like help wanted, there's different categories. If you see a missing category, let me know and, and we'll get it added. But there's already people posting stuff. And there was three different location stuff, things posted, I think, in the last 24 hours, 12 hours, something like that. And there's lots of new carts been posted. There's carts for, oh, my goodness. Um, let me pull this up real quick. And I... I made a short, they call them pretty links, and if you go to learnhotdogs.com forward slash um, ads, I think it is, ADS, um, I think that will get you there. Um, But anyway, at the top of the blog, it says classifieds. Click it, and it'll take you there. But we had somebody post a vintage workman hot dog cart, push cart, for 400 bucks. Um... But anyway, there's a bunch of carts on there. There's food trucks. You can post about anything, even equipment. So keep that in mind. Share it. If you see something cool on there and you just want to post it on your Facebook page, there's a Facebook and Twitter link on each ad. And you just hit it, and it puts it on your Facebook and Twitter. And that would help that um, grow. And it's all free. So enjoy. Um, Don't post anything nasty up there because my wife would kill me. Um, Now... Let's see. There was oh, there was something else um, over on the Learn Hot Dogs blog. There's a picture of my my first grandchild. Um, his name is Ty. It's um I can't even pronounce the other names, but it's Queen Queen Zhong Tai Zhong Zhong Tai Queen Yong or something like that. Um, but Ty, everybody can do Ty, and so. That's what we're going with, Ty. There's a picture of him, but there's also an interview with John Cavanaugh, a new vendor who has had um, just some kick-butt success right out of the gate. And he basically um, did a baptism by fire, got a cart on a Wednesday, and Saturday he was operating, and you'll hear the funny story, um, and all the things that went wrong, hardware store trips um, for bolts, and all the way to we ran out of hot dogs. So you'll get to hear that on that podcast of Hot Dog Answer Man. And then another vendor sent us a um, rode in toe jams dogs rode in um, dogging is not for weenies and talks about very thoroughly their 
introduction into this business and the challenges they've faced and the obstacles they've overcome. And it's a very thoughtful letter. And I want to thank Toe Jams for um, taking the time to put that in. We're going to be interviewing them later on Hot Dog Answer Man. Not tonight, but you'll see that posted on the blog. And they've got some secrets and tips and tricks for us that um, that I've never heard. Well, it's mostly one tip that is kick butt, and it's perfect for this time of year all the way through, you know, Christmas maybe or January. And it is it is an awesome idea that I've never heard of. And in my years of vending and being around other vendors, I've never heard of this idea, and, and they're going to share that with us. So stay tuned for that one. Um. Let's see, we've only got, I think we've got less than a minute, and he we've got a um, call coming in. Rob, real quickly, how quickly can you do yours, or do you want to wait till after we do this interview? Uh, which, do what part? What do you mean to do? Uh, you wanted to share something about your event? Or do you, that's going to be oh, a little... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, let's go ahead and do the uh, interview first. If they ha- have they called in yet? Does it look no, like not, no, not yet. Um, okay, that's fine. Um, I mean, basically, you know, I don't know if y'all heard, I guess a couple weeks ago I made the announcement that I was doing an event. Um, it uh, was a Little League football tournament that was starting at like 8 in the morning. First game was kickoff was at 9. He said people start getting there at about 8, um, and then it lasts till 6 o'clock. Well, to brief everybody on kind of how events can play out in the good and bad and the ugly, as I spent, you know, two or three days, week, whatever, kind of prepping for it, getting my supplies together and all that. And I was very fortunate. They had done the event last year. This was the Boosters Club, and they decided this year they couldn't get enough volunteers to pull it off, but they had an extensive list of everything they bought and sold at the event. So I had kind of a baseline to work with. What I did was I bought everything. I didn't buy anything odd. The only thing I bought odd was sausage biscuits, that I kept in a cooler. I bought those at a local uh, Hardee's. Kept them in a cooler to keep them hot. Uh, sold those in the morning. And the um, I, I did order pizza from a local restaurant. I worked out a deal with them. They gave me their steam, you know, their heat bags that they keep pizza in. They gave me those to keep on hand to keep everything warm. It's only two odd things I bought. Everything else either I would use on the cart uh, later or I would use um, the uh, on my vending route, you know, as far as any chips, snacks, drinks, that sort of thing. Um, well, I want to. I don't want to. Well, I, I kind of do want to cut you off because um, he fine. has he has called in, and I'd like to go ahead and get him. Cause yeah, you, no, no, let's go ahead and get him. Know, let's get him going. You know, attorneys they bill by the second, and no. <laughs> I'm going to see if he's heard any attorney jokes. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll um, hopefully I'm sure he's heard one or two, maybe. He's one of the good attorneys. I like what he does. Um, he's a volunteer attorney with the IQ of ten. He this this man is um is doing it for the right reasons and I love people like him exactly uh, the humanitarian efforts and instead of chasing ambulances they do um they do things to help the common good the common wealth of others um let's um let me tell you real quick and I'm gonna bring him on um I'm gonna go ahead and unmute his mic but I want to introduce him. Um, this this gentleman works as a staff attorney for the North Carolina Institute for Constitutional Law, and his name is Tyler, and I want to pronounce this right, Yonts, okay? Correct. Just like fonts, except Yonts with a Y. And 
Um, Mr. Yance is a staff attorney, as I said, with North Carolina Institute for Constitutional Law, and the reason that he is, um, I guess, offered to to let us talk to him tonight is to introduce himself and stuff. But there, if y'all remember, we have talked about a gentleman that got in some trouble, some hot water in North Carolina, um, because he didn't have a commissary. And this is the group that's defending him. Um, welcome, Mr. Yance. Hi, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yes, sir. I'm, I, I thank you for your time, and I know this is a late thing for um, people, but we try to cover the, the entire United States, this once-a-week show, so it is planned late on the East Coast. Um, could you, um, I guess, give us a little bit of background and tell us where this, you know, bring us up to, to speed? Uh, well, uh, Steve uh, was uh, selling hot dogs on the street and near a hospital in North Carolina, Durham, North Carolina, and he was convicted of the crime of selling hot dogs. Um, in North Carolina, we have a requirement that if you want to operate a uh, push cart, a mobile uh, food push cart, you have to get a commissary agreement, and what that is is a permission slip from an established restaurant. Um, and that's, uh, it doesn't matter if you're on a restaurant's property or not. It, you could be on public property, on a public sidewalk. It doesn't matter. You have to get an agreement with an established restaurant. Um, and, you know, supposedly that is for health and safety reasons, but in reality, no one uses these restaurants for the stated purpose of preparing the food and, and such as that. So, Anyway, Steve was uh, convicted, um, and now he is appealing his conviction, and we represent him um, at the North Carolina Institute for Constitutional Law. So his now, uh, his appeal is at our intermediate court of appeals, so it's not at the highest court in our state yet, but it is on appeal at this time. Okay, and now you all make a ton of money off of this, and tell me how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh yeah, we do not bill by the, uh, by the second, uh, <laughs> but uh, we actually operate uh, based solely on private donations. Um, we we do not accept uh, government grants or or handouts, um, and so it's just you know, in, individuals who donate to us um, help fund the institute, and that enables us to represent people like Steve, uh, who you know, run up against regulations that you know, inhibit their ability to, to work, basically. Now, I know you're That's a 501c3 nonprofit um, and nonpartisan, which means you're mostly Democrat because you you have to be. Because you, you, well, I'm not even going to say that. I'll get myself in hot water. Um, but um, it was nice, too. It wasn't going to be me. Um, but... <laughs> You are a 501c3 and a nonpartisan law firm, and so you handle constitutional issues, but are those state constitutional and then only U.S. constitutional when there where there is a confliction? Well, you know, we deal primarily in North Carolina state constitutional issues. So in Steve's case, uh, our arguments are based upon our state constitution, and the right to work that is contained in, in the state constitution. But there are times when we uh, do get into uh, federal constitution, U.S. constitution, 
issues. Um, so, for instance, uh, we actually are doing uh, are, are partly involved in an eminent domain case, and eminent domain is where the government takes private property from from the owner and is supposed to pay compensation, um, usually for things like schools, roads, and things like that. Um, but anyway, we get involved in some federal issues like that, um, and we also actually uh, wrote uh, a brief in the recent uh, decision on Obamacare um, that, that was at the U.S. Supreme Court, um, and in that one we were we were um, opposing the individual mandate, actually. But, okay. So. So we get involved in, in various issues, but mostly state issues for us. Okay. So, um, but w- mostly because they affect the individuals or the citizens of North Carolina. Well, that's right. And th- the main focus for us is um, is economic freedoms. So people that are the entrepreneurs uh, that are you know trying to to earn their keep. You know, those are the people that we're trying to work for. Uh, people like Steve, for instance, who was a um, he was raising his uh, adult handicapped daughter um, by himself. He, he lost his job in the downturn in the economy and started to uh, he figured out a way to make some money selling hot dogs, and that's how he was getting started. And now he had a he had a licensed cart, though, right? He had one licensed cart, and he was ready. He was doing so well, evidently, that he was ready to expand. And he's actually got two extra carts that he could uh, today. He could be putting people, you know, two other people to work for him. Um, but because of this commissary agreement and him not being able to find another um, restaurant to, to grant him permission, uh, then you know, he can't he can't operate those, and he can't hire more people. So. Okay, so because of that commissary deal. That's uh, correct. Yeah. Okay, and are you able to speak on the status of that case and what, or in brief, and briefly tell us what what your argument is? What is the side of defense? Well, uh, the state of the case is that um, it is under consideration by our Court of Appeals. Um, Depending on how that goes, it could go to our state Supreme Court. Um, The Court of Appeals, uh, there are three judges that are considering the case, and um, we basically don't know when they'll come out with their decision. They don't really operate on any sort of, um, you know, clock. They they do what they want when they want to do it, pretty much. Uh, But Hopefully we'll get a um, decision, you know, in the next few months and and go from there. Um, Our argument is that under our state constitution, um, in North Carolina we have, um, it's clearly laid out that we have the right to life, liberty, and the enjoyment of the fruits of our own labor. And so, and then we also have... um, a due process protection, which is virtually the same as under the U.S. Constitution. So um, that protects certain liberties that we have. Um, and one of those liberties in North Carolina, North Carolina law says that the right to work is a fundamental right. 
Uh, and so our argument is that requiring someone like Steve to get permission from his competitor um, is a violation of his fundamental right to to work and to enjoy the fruits of his labor. Um, so, yeah, that is that is basically the crux of our argument. This is a fundamental right in North Carolina, and if you're going to violate a fundamental right, you've got to have a darn good reason for doing that. And and we we submit that there is not a good reason in this case. Okay. So, in the event um, the this appellant court rules that um, he can go ahead and serve. Does this open the doors that other vendors can um, do away with their commissaries in North Carolina, or would it be, again, a case-by-case basis? Um, it, it would probably, it would probably, if that happened and the court ruled that this commissary agreement is unconstitutional, then it would render the statute that requires a commissary agreement unconstitutional, and so it would open it up, as you said. Now, um, you know, the courts can get kind of crafty sometimes the way they come down with decisions, and sometimes they try to limit decisions to the specific facts that are presented. So, you know, I I can't give a 100% answer on, on that particularly. I will note, though, that in North Carolina recently, the state legislature um, passed a law that got rid of the commissary agreement for food trucks. So food trucks and push carts are regulated basically by the same rules, but the legislature said food trucks no longer have to have commissary agreements. So we're hoping that the legislature will follow up on that with push carts in the coming uh, month. Tyler, I think the reason the legislators in North Carolina did away with it with food trucks is because, well, they've only done away with it if you have the proper sinks, facilities and sinks and so forth within that truck that bars the commissary kind of as as a, a double standard, if you will, that you don't really need you know, two sets of three compartment sinks and a hand wash sink and all those things included. Now, one of the things, I guess, uh, one of the partners in your firm, um, I had brought to the attention of you guys that we had all looked at, that a daycare facility um, can operate out of their own home, uh, their personal home, with up to 12 kids, 12 children that they can oversee and feed out of their own personal kitchen. It's not a separate kitchen or anything else, and it's inspected by the health department. Now, to me, you're saying that it's okay to feed 12, at least 12 children, um, you know, and wash pans and cook ravioli or whatever it is you're cooking in that kitchen, but yet you can't wash a pan and store some slaw and chili in a hot dog uh, for a hot dog cart. To me, that was kind of um, a pretty neat little find within our own laws here in North Carolina that I thought was... uh, um, really, uh, you know, showing that the, it's favored one way or the other um, with the commissary situation. Yeah, because it's arbitrary. If it is if it is truly about safety um, of, of the citizens, the well-being of the citizens, then 12 or 25 or 200,000 shouldn't matter. Right. Um, it, but this isn't the first time I've seen ignorant 
you know, codes and rules. Um, and I, I and I'm sure our um, guest has seen his fair share as well. Right, but, and I think that's a that's an excellent example you've given there. And you know, Steve has said you know he wants to have his carts inspected, and and he's even uh, said you know inspect my home kitchen. Um, and the fact that, as you mentioned, daycares uh, are allowed to operate out of the home like that and, and use those kitchens and, and so on um, just really speaks to the arbitrariness of this, this regulation in particular. And um, uh, what we're basically saying is treat us just like you would anyone else. Right. right. Like those. Well, I, I'm definitely going to um, stay close to this so that I can find out you know when when they rule or give a decision, so that we can let everyone know what the word is. Um, I'm sure that if it does go in Steve's favor, that it and it's not worded in a way that it's um, fact you know fact specific or or you know specific to the certain facts of his case, that it it right. would open up the doors. For many people who don't use commissaries now, they just have one, um, to do it. I argued with the state engineer in North Carolina. This was a couple years ago. The fact that if you look at statistics in the United States, there's more meals eaten at home. But most food poisonings come from restaurants. And, And so I go... What is the difference? And it's all arbitrary rules to slow down and curb competition to the people that have a bigger investment, say a Pizza Hut or whatever, um, or John's Barbecue Restaurant or whatever it is. They they are the ones who end up becoming lawmakers in a county, in a state, or they sit on a board um, for the you know for DHEC or whatever. And they are the ones that say, yeah, we don't – got to watch these because pretty soon we'll have people, you know, tamale vendors all out in the street cooking on garbage cans. And so we really need them to have commissaries, and we need to um, make sure that all their tires have at least a half-inch tread. And they just create some arbitrary mess that has nothing to do with public safety. Well, I think you're right. And, I mean, it's it's basically pure – economic protectionism they want to protect the you know entrenched interests which are in this case are the you know the the restaurant the established brick and mortar restaurant um and just to illustrate that point further as far as this commissary agreement goes um the the only prohibition is that if you cannot sell hot dogs uh without this commissary agreement right. you could go out on the street corner and give them away uh and, and in fact when um when one of the times when Steve was cited for operating without uh, his permit because of the commissary agreement, um, he had to give his he just gave his hot dogs away for free, and, and uh, the police officer watched him do that, and that was fine because he wasn't selling them. So the only you know the distinction is is the, the that he was that selling or giving profit. them away that you profited, right? Which which goes yeah, against no. the whole con uh, the. I guess the backing of what they're saying they're trying to protect. Right, like you know, they're they're, they're supposed to be uh, to protect uh, you know citizens against uh, food poisoning and 
uh, foodborne illnesses and all this other stuff. Well, if that's the case, you've got nonprofits that can actually sell their wares, uh, their hot dogs, their whatever, hamburgers and everything else. They don't go by the same guidelines we do either. And But you can also give your hot dogs away, uh, possibly, I guess, even ask for a donation in return. Whether you give one or not, that's irrelevant. But, hey, I'm going to give hot dogs away, and nobody can say a word to you or nobody will say a word to you. So it's not actually – it can't be about protecting the uh, citizens. Well, you know what's stupid, too, is if you have – Rob, a um, it doesn't even have to be a church, but if it, you know, as um, Bubba's Baptist, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Pente- you know, Pentecostal um, backwoods church um, and snake handling class, and you wanted to do a charity event, like uh, during a, a social event, let's say the downtown May Festival, the Maypole Festival, or whatever, in Buncombe County, they would um, they allow anyone to set up without a license. Under a charitable, right. if it's if the money is being raised for charity, which right. makes me go, okay, so as long as you're giving money to someone else and helping, it's worth the safety. It's worth um, the risk it, of us poisoning you. <laughs> right, because there is no risk. There is no inherent risk. There is no statistical right. risk. This all comes down I, – I believe there should be laws and codes, but there becomes a point when they create arbitrary ones that are just as – as um, Mr. Yant said, is that these are political protectionism. They're they're capitalistic, um, crony, you know, political cronyism. Um, I hate it. Absolutely, uh, it's it's exactly that cronyism, and uh, you know that's that's one of the main things that we do at the NCICL uh, Institute for Constitutional Law, um, and you know, that's why we exist. Yeah. So uh, they, uh, you know, there are good reasons for treating, you know, nonprofits differently than, you know, for-profit in- entities in some cases. Uh, but this is not one of them uh, because if the actual, you know, reason is health and safety, then it should apply to anyone that, that's, you know, involved in, in you know, preparing and, and giving out food. Um, so, and you know we you know I agree I personally, I think a lot of the regulations could be done away with uh, at Steve's trial, um one of the health inspectors who testified said that there were about twenty six hundred uh regulations that a restaurant or food cart would have to comply with, and he pretty much admitted it's almost impossible to comply with with all those um but you know what we're not challenging the fact that there needs to be codes and, and rules and things of that nature. We're challenging one rule out of 2,600, and this is, you know, it's egregious when um, someone's, you know, right to work is is being taken away from them, and especially in this economy when he could be helping, you know, two people, uh, put two people to work. Um, so. and, and be instead of um, milking or or having to use assistance programs, he's found a way to make money. And I watched a video where the news reporters went into, into his clean home and um, where he does his pans. And obviously, uh, you know, he's not, you know, 10. He, he's, an, he, he's an adult male, and he's not at the hospital with food poisoning, So, and, and nor are his customers. And so I am glad there are people like you that um, 
I guess sacrifice the um, the potential you have um, in, in in the legal field to do things like this that are for the greater good. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, you know this this is uh, you know this is what I went to law school for uh, <laughs> to to help people like this. Um, so. Um, you know, if, if anybody's interested, they can check out our website, by the way. Uh, that's nicl.org, and um, they can check out more of what we do. Um, so, you know, we, we try to help people like Steve, and, we, you know, we get involved in other issues as well. But Well, I will, um, I will put you all on the blog um, with a link to your website and um, encourage people to um, send in $5 or something. Um you know, the, that'd be uh, great. <laughs> yeah, and and people can also check out Steve's story. Um, they can they go to our website on the left hand side. There's a tab for uh, our litigation library, and if they go to that tab and then scroll down to uh, uh, the listing for hot dog litigation, um, and they, there's some videos, there's some write ups on on his um, uh, you know, his story. You can hear from him directly um, that way. So. Um, you know, people can check that out if they want to. Well, it's been a privilege to have you on the show with us and that you would take your time in the evening like this um, and and share with us. We 100% support you and, and the group, and if there's anything we can do that's legal, um, you'll have to call <laughs> me on my private line if it's illegal. And um, we'll be more than happy. Well, we are pretty much, I mean, at least me and Rob and, and Jason, we're in the hills and so um, we're not opposed to uh, – <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, I'll get myself in trouble. Um, yeah, yeah, I need to advise you not to go any further with that. No. <laughs> use your right to silence. <laughs> what I was saying is we're hillbillies and rednecks, and use your imagination. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, if um, if we can do anything, please contact us. I know you've got Rob's information and I um, I thank you again for coming on the show. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Yes, sir. You have a good evening. Thanks, Tyler. Have a good afternoon. All right. All right. Good night, guys. Good night. Um, that was fantastic, Rob. Yeah. Um, I think I like hearing putting that together. Yeah, I, I like hearing stories like this and kind of. You know, whether anything happens um, as far as reversing anything, um, it's still – and, you know, sometimes this stuff is fought in the court of public opinion, and and that was even brought up by this same firm when I was discussing some situations with them. Um, and they said, you know, sometimes even bringing this stuff to light then causes people, the general public, to look at it, and then the general public makes enough noise with their legislators to then get laws changed. So sometimes it even works in that manner when when these things are brought up um, that that you know people like me, you, and whoever can get fired up and realize, or just individuals that have no clue what we have to go through as vendors, and, and the general public can say, "Hey, look, that that's unfair. That doesn't make a lot of sense," or whatever. And then they, like I said, they can you know get with their local uh, politicians, and then it could get the attention of maybe somebody that's looking at running. Um, for office, and and they may even and people run for office for silly reasons. I say at times, or or they the, the reason may be minute. It may be, hey, um, 
I, my neighbor was a fruit vendor, and he got kicked around by the health department so much, and I think that's unfair. And by gosh, I'm going to run for office and help him and other people like him and, and just people in there that need help. And you see that type of thing all the time in politics, that uh, some people think these politicians are, I don't know, spit out of some cave somewhere and, and decided to be a politician. But believe it or not, it's just ordinary people like me or whoever that finally had enough or they want to make a change. And, and a lot of times these cases specifically like this, encourage the average Joe to finally run for office that can help us make changes. So a lot of things, either whether, whether this uh, comes out anything, uh, or total reversal in the court system, we will see. If not, it definitely brings awareness to our calls and the issues that we face as vendors, um, some of it unjustly, uh, you know, not fair, you know, against us. So anyway, I was glad to have him on. Yeah, I am too. Um, you know, Corey... Um, Lawrence um, texted me today, and he wanted me, he's from Old Doggies, um, and he wanted me to mention something tonight that um, we often forget um, that how big of a support it is of having our wives, significant others, girlfriends, boyfriends, um, whatever partner we have that supports us in doing this business, working with us. Or supporting us, you know, morally, uh, you know, and emotionally, um, how big of a difference that makes. It's kind of like the radio show, or you get onto the, you know, the chats and the Facebooks and the Twitters, and you get on there and you find people that are share the same interest, and there is moral support that is garnered from those conversations. But to have someone that you live with that can do it as well, we often forget those people. And he wanted to, you know, do a big shout-out basically to his wife and for all she does. And I think that was fantastic. It's not even Valentine's Day. He's making me look bad. Um, and, you know. <laughs> and, and how wonderful it is to have people like that in our lives to help us. Um, I mean, I'd be lost without mine. You know, she makes it possible that I can get to the wineries and boys get to football and jujitsu and dishes are done, you know, lets me know when things are low. You know, I'd be lost without her. See, there's a lot to be said for that. And um, I am... My wife counts my money. Does that help? Well, uh, probably. Um you know, I give it to her, it's all wadded up and whatever, and she unwads it and counts she it. She crinkles it. I usually throw mine away if it gets bad like that. Um, yeah. She likes doing that. She yeah. volunteers for that job. Does she? Does she? I kid. No, my wife thought I was crazy when I, I told this story. I you know, went and decided to go get a hot dog cart, and she said, a hot dog cart? Are you crazy? What's wrong with you? And uh, Which Ben knows me well enough that I flop around from one thing to the next quite often. So my wife thought it was a passing phase until I brought a trailer home all in a hot dog cart, and she said, oh, you were serious about this one? This ain't good. Um, but, you know, that's that's been uh, over a year ago, and, and a lot of uh, greenbacks uh, made since that time, so she's pretty pleased with this uh, knee-jerk decision that I made. Um, but, uh, no, she's great. Yeah, it's good to have support. Man. Oh, I agree. I've got um, I got a call from Jason the other night, and he was doing late night. This was about a week ago because um, we missed a week. Um, but Jason was um, doing late night bacon jam, um, <laughs> cooking it up. 
because customers complain if he doesn't have it. He's got them addicted oh, yeah. to it. And now he's introduced crocodile dogs and made the news. Not nah, sausage. No, not sausage. Yeah, yeah, crocodile sausage. Um, well, they're still sausage dogs. Um, the um, I think that's fantastic. I, I um, I love the bacon jam. I, I'd love to hear from some anyone else that's using it regularly now after hearing about it. Um, and let let us know what you think. The um, we have some questions that have come in, but um, I'm going to take a short break. And then we'll come back and answer those. You want me to finish up my? Uh, I tell you what, I'd love it if you my do. little thing before yeah. we finish up. Before yeah. we get into the questions, yeah, it won't take me just a few minutes, and I'll get it knocked out real quick. Have at it. Do you want? Would you like some? You want to go to break first? Well, no. Would you like some background music while you talk? It gives like an ambiance. Yeah. Thanks. No, right. you can. Uh, you want, seriously you want to go to a break real quick? No. No, I'm saying station identification and all that good stuff. No, no, no. You're listening to Hot Dog Vendor Radio. This is Rob talking. Thanks. <laughs> uh, anyway, long story short is we get there at the event um, at about, I don't know, 7.30ish. Uh, get set up by 8 o'clock. People are already starting to buy this, that, or the other. We fought weather all day long. Uh, drizzle rain, it would stop. It would drizzle rain, it would stop. It would rain, it would stop. It was kind of back and forth the entire time from... Basically, 8 o'clock to 2 o'clock, we sold about $1,300 worth. Uh, so it's $1,300 in six hours. Um, at about 2 o'clock, 2.15, uh, Thundercloud rolled in and struck lightning, and they called everything off. It was over. Um, so that's just to go, and my wife was like, this was terrible. Well, A, it wasn't terrible because it could have been worse. And this is one of the risks that I tell people about when they ask me about working events. It could have easily have went, we pulled up at 8 o'clock, it was thunder and lightning, and everybody, the coaches and everybody said, hey, we're going to call it off and do it another time. They may or may not reschedule when I could have done it. They might not have rescheduled, even allowed me back in. Who knows? But at the end of the day, that's, uh, it was, out of everything that could have happened, it was it happened okay. So, But just to go to show you, though, I sold $1,300 worth in six hours. That's dang good money. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, so it was not a total waste. Did we have a lot of product that we bought that we didn't get to use? Yes, but if you remember when I first was explaining what I bought, that product will not go bad. I mean, obviously buns, but, I mean, they're $0.79, cents a pack uh, right. for a pack of eight of them. So, you know, if you throw away, you know, 40 packs of buns, you still ain't throw away a whole lot of money in the grand scheme of the 1300 that you sold. And now, you I did have don't to pay the... You can Absolutely. Donate. You know, you can, can run them by the homeless shelter if you wanted to or anything. And now um, I've heard some of the schools will take donations, the lunchrooms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, just, you know, whatever. If it's, you know, take it by the homeless shelter or anything, you could obviously – So I don't put mine in the freezer. Some people, you could actually freeze buns, take them out. I, I prefer to buy fresh. That's just me. Um, but moral of the story is you can make good money, um, have some contingency plans, don't buy crazy stuff that you're not going to use on your cart normally. Um, so don't go out and buy a bunch of weird stuff thinking. Matter, I didn't even buy oddball candy, you know, like the, I don't know, like the sour candies and stuff that the kids like. And the reason is is because I don't use that candy any other time. 
So right. I thought, well, if I buy it and it doesn't sell or something happens, then I'm stuck with it. So don't go out and buy weird stuff. Stick with what you know. Buy the stuff that you normally would sell or you know that would sell on your cart and keep certain things. Don't stock heavy on other things, you know, that uh, like if you don't normally carry cookies, well, don't buy a case of cookies, you know, or whatever. Keep things within the realm of what you would carry uh, for these events, and, and then right. you should be fine. If it takes you 30 days to sell what you bought because it rained and you didn't get to finish your selling or didn't get to sell it all that day, then fine. Um, but anyway, that's the whole deal. That's how the, the event went. Um, again, 1300 bucks in six hours, and we got soaking wet, and we made a little bit of money. And Oh, by the way, if you hire somebody to help you, I hired my uh, family member to uh, help us. I paid him pretty good. I paid him 200 bucks for the day. If you don't pay help, that's decent. He was a man, I'll tell you, he did great. Uh, he was you know, helping me when I need this and grabbing stuff and everything else. Uh, if you don't have enough help, you're not going to be able to do those kind of numbers. Um, because if it wasn't for my wife, she was taking, she was in charge of the money. Now, the way we did this, Ben, is I set up a 10 by 10 tent with right. the uh, packaged goods, chips, cookies, crackers, any of that type of stuff was over there, and anything she could hand, um, whether that be um, a slice of pizza or a biscuit or whatever that we bought um, that she could hand off and collect money without changing gloves and all that stuff, she could do that. Uh, my brother-in-law was a runner, and he also made drinks like the lemonade, or we did like Gatorade and 32-ounce cups. He did that, and I handled the hot dog cart itself. So we had just three people doing that, but it worked out well, and if you don't have enough people, you're not going to do those kind of numbers. You just can't get everything sold and done. Because um, people at an event like that will come up and buy you know, candy bars and drinks and stuff like that and never need anything with the hot dog cart. Well, if I've got hot dog cart, uh, hot dog cart orders, you can't get them out. So anyway... Try getting enough help, but don't overstaff. And then who you do bring in, uh, make sure you pay them decent so they want to come back the next time. So more of the whole story with that is, yeah. Well, congratulations on the on the day. Yeah. It turns out with even crappy weather, you still had a good, good day. And yeah, I missed four hours of selling, Ben. So, you know, if you look yeah. at the numbers, if I was on track to do $200 an hour, that would have been, you know, another 800 to to 1000 bucks. Um, that you could add it on top of that. So they did about uh, $3,800 last year, so we were on track uh, hopefully to do the same. When you're battling weather all day long, um, that keeps people in the stands and not walking over to the uh, area um, to buy anyway. So that even hindered sales a little bit, even through the times we were open selling. Well, that makes sense. I I mean, I'm sure if you've been vending for any length of time, you've had these situations come up. I've, I've been to an event that um it completely rained out um right and and so you you got to set up and then tear down and go home um right. those worse this wasn't as disheartening because um you just did almost as half as good as you thought you would and half sure. as good was still kick butt but you didn't oh, have yeah, to, I mean, and you didn't have to work the whole entire time no 1300 bucks in 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 uh 6 hours I'll take it you know give me yeah. that every day I work 6 hours for 1300 bucks what about you Jason <laughs> oh, I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Even in the rain. I, um, even in the rain. Yeah, I'll even do it in the rain. Yes, I'll have to agree with you. Uh, me too. Um, Brian Shores posted up a video that a, a TV station did um, a while back on him in New Jersey, and that's over on the Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Ben's Carts. 
Um, also, um, Al Boo Miller, um, and hopefully I get this right. I doubt he's listening right now because I know he's on the cart with his wife right now, um, but he listens to these later. But hopefully I get this right. The reason he goes by Boo is because he, there are six kids in the family. I think it's six. And two. I think two are girls, so four boys, two girls. And their dad, with his fantastic sense of humor, named them all Al. And so every single child is named Al. And so he goes by Boo to separate him from his five siblings named Al. And so... Um, and two of the two of the brothers, Al and the other Al, my other brother Al and my other brother Al, are hot dog vendors, and I think that's fantastic. They posted they're fairly new. They po- posted a picture up on Facebook.com forward slash Ben's Carts, and you can see that they posted several today. Um, one of him standing by the cart, um, holding the um, my book, Hot Dog Save My Life, and then his um, much better looking, better half. Um, standing by the cart, and they were on their way to a um, to work today, and they posted those up. and I want to thank them for that. They'll get um, two extra entries per picture um, for the hot dog drawing. If you want to enter that drawing, post up a picture. Um, this is December. We're giving away a cash cow cart loaded up. If you want to enter, all you have to do is post up pictures um, of. You and the book, if you don't have a cart yet, or you and the cart, or a cart doesn't even have to be one of my carts. It can be you in your kitchen without a cook, or a cart, or a book, as long as you're holding a hot dog that you've made. Something, post it up, and we'll share them online. It's fun. Come on, do it. Um, I'm gonna go take a quick break, and then we will come back and um, and go over some questions and we may run a little long cuz we've only got like 11 minutes left but I left it open ended cuz I didn't know how long the lawyer would talk cuz they usually, you know, are long-winded. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm giving them a hard time. <laughs> we'll we'll be right back, folks. In a world where no one cares. One man on a mission to help hot dog vendors worldwide. Boldly facing health inspectors everywhere. Ben? Providing tips and videos to help the less fortunate. It's HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. With Ben and Rob. Brought to you by Mobile Food Vendors Association and Ben'sCarts.com. Are you at least 42 inches tall? Because you're on the love roller coaster with HGVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio with Ben and Rob. Want to save even more money? Build your own professional hot dog cart. Save over $1,000 at buildacart.com. If you want to roll with a big dog, you need a cart that you can rely on. There's no better way to know your equipment than to build it yourself. Buildacart.com. You want to rock your world? Build this cart. Build it and they will come. Buildacart.com. Well, drain me dry and call me dusty. It's Ben, Jason, and Rob on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio.
Welcome back to Hot Dog Vendor Radio. We've got um, Jason and Rob on the line with us tonight, um, helping out. And we um, we had a good interview tonight with an attorney that's with the North Carolina something something something, and they do cases. With that's the official title. <laughs> yeah, and they do cases with constitutional law. It'll be on the blog tomorrow um, with links with show notes. And I would like to um, thank Rob for putting that together for us. Um, and getting them all over, because I, I wanted to know, and I'm sure y'all did as well, what was going on with that. Now, also, um, I want to, you know, the, these cool commercials we play, and we don't play near as many as we used to, but th- they were provided by a, a gentleman named Rob Harper. And if anybody knows Rob and is in his neck of the woods or knew him, um, make sure he's still breathing and alive, kicking. Um, last I heard, he was building his cart, and I hadn't heard from him, and I've emailed him. And hadn't heard from him, and just want to make sure he's okay. If anyone knows him, um, that's I heard he had an accident driving a lawnmower into a tree while <laughs> listening to a song about hot steamy buns. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even play that one yet. Um, <laughs> that was uh, that was funny. No, I hope something didn't happen to him because I, I hadn't heard from him. Um, I wanted to talk about. Uh, I wanted to find out first. Has anyone tried? Um, any of the sponsor products or partner products over at Mobile Food Vendor Association, like, you know, the um, Onion Crunch. You know, how many vendors are using that? How many members are using that? I have it now, and um, obviously I don't vend every day, but er ever since that he's been on, I've had it, and I've been using it. Um, The, it's not a staple on my cart, but it's a fantastic topic and when i interviewed the gentleman in um chattanooga sergeant peppers he had it on top of his cart you know and he offered it to people and that's basically what i do um when i'm out so um that is a fantastic product it really puts some zing on a hot dog and it's less greasy than normal onion type stuff it's um you know like um french's it's way less greasy People like oh, it. Yeah. Um, also, um, who do else do we have, Rob, that we need to bring up over there, the sponsors that have really been um, doing good? The insurance company, obviously, um, save you about half annually, well, a little more than half annually on your premiums if you're a member of the Mobile Food Vendor Association. And um, who else? Any Anybody else that um, that you know that – what about um, SalesView, Jason? I'm using them every day. I, I love it. I use the POS on my phone and on my iPad, and uh, I absolutely love it. You know, I can't complain at all about them. Um, Vienna, they got some new uh, sausages coming out. They're chicken. There's two new chickens coming out. Um, trying to think who else. Deep River, you know, I still have their chips and, you know, use them every day. Now, Vienna is is a staple. I mean, if you're going to do Vienna, go Vienna all the way and do it right, kind of like the ladies over in Arizona, um, that in Surprise, Arizona, that was Jackie is her name, um, came on the show and shared with us about um, her carts and her locations at Home Depots and Lowe's. Um, she uses all Vienna and Stewart sodas. It's an hey, uh, speaking of Home Depot, I saw that uh, Kevin and Linda were at Home Depot uh, for a whole weekend. They got invited out and uh, didn't have to go through streets. 
Really? They did really well from what I heard. I don't know if Brian's listening, but, uh, you know, they they apparently did really well, and they liked them. I'd I'd love to hear from them on how that went and how they got it. Um, That'd be cool to hear. Um, Somebody is asking on the, oh, Fast Eddie asked about the cheeseburger dog. You know, I was in a store the other day um, with my wife, and I showed her those cheeseburger hot dogs. And they're prepackaged, pre-cooked. And there's someone, and I've blogged about this. I even had pictures of his cheeseburger dogs, and it's in my blog somewhere. He sells those. Um, if you know of anybody using them and like to have them on the show to tell us how they do, I'd love to hear how they're doing. Um, have you all had any experience with those? I haven't. Uh, Rob, you, you have those? No, I mean, I no. Uh, so are you talking about the? Uh, it's, it's cheeseburger, like in a case. Yeah, it's, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. I've looked them up a few times, different times. They're pretty, a little expensive. They're a little hard to get as far as distributorships. Right. Um And I don't know that if we wouldn't run into that whole hot dog only rule here in North Carolina on the cart kind of thing. So I don't really, I don't know, but I did look them up just out of curiosity one one time, and then I tried looking at them uh, from a distributor side who would carry them and that. So it's a little, it's they're a little limiting, um, but I think if you have easy access to them and they're helpful and don't have a problem with them, sure, you know, if they taste decent and good, then yeah, give them a shot. Something different to offer on your cart. I would like to know if anybody too, and you can write in or post it on Facebook or let us know over on the blog. But if, has anybody tried any of those top ten dogs that were listed as America's favorite hot dogs um, that our friend Biker Jim won a top position with? Um, has anybody tried any of the top ten dogs in America? Because there's some cool, crazy dogs. Um, I mean, I'm still doing so much crazy stuff here. <laughs> I have, I haven't. I mean, you're doing plenty. I just, I'm wondering if, if the any of the listeners, um, you know, obviously I, they can't. I mean, me. I know Corey's doing some crazy stuff. I think each week he does kind of a dog of the week. I know he did a Hawaiian. Um, I believe he was doing a pizza dog this week, or maybe it was last week. And uh, I don't see him on the chat room here. I would love that. Yeah, the chat room is dead. I mean, there's 14 people, but, I mean, that's, um, it, it may be because we ticked them off not being on last week. Um, but, you know, last week, though, there was over 3,000 downloads of the, um, not well, last week, but the week before, over 3,000 downloads. That was the our highest number ever of downloads for the show. Um, that, that was probably Brian. Brian did it? <laughs> yeah, he's giving away a copy, a digital copy of each show with each umbrella rental. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, let's let's answer some questions. Let's challenge um <laughs> our listeners tonight and Rob and 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 Jake. Let's let's see what we've got here. It says, "I have a concern. I'm going through the application process for a hot dog cart business and I'm new to the area where we are trying to open and we have to pick a place to put on the application and every time we choose to move to a new location, we have to pay $200 every time, and then a bunch of exclamation marks. Can you tell me what to look for so we can get close 
to the right location the first time instead of having to pay $200 every time. Please and thank you. Um, oh, and by the way, we are in Phoenix, Arizona. So wait, he's saying he has to get a new license or application every time he moves, like say from the farmer's market to Main Street? Saying that every time for for a permit, it, it is location-specific. Um, I can I can help here, and um, just because I know um, we've run into this before, and every time that I know of, and I could be mistaken, I could have forgotten something. Um, it's been wrong, um, and we have. wrong. I have a blog article called LearnHotDogs.com forward slash liar, and and basically says that if their lips are moving, they're lying. And if you'll read that article, it gives you some good insight because now you need to find out where it says that, that you can't move. I know vendors in Maricopa County in which you want to work that don't stay in one location. They have a lot of food trucks there as well, and they don't stay in one location either. Um, I would double-check that rule and, and see a copy of it. Ask them for a copy. If you find it to be accurate, see if you can call the state of Arizona and get a a different interpretation because it's possible that your inspector or the person you've talked to has given you the incorrect interpretation of that rule. I don't know of any of that. Never heard of it there. I think that's all I have to offer on that question. Uh, I think that's going to solve the issue. Yeah. Um, Rob, do you have anything to add there? Are you washing the dog or? No, I don't. I was uh, reading something. Sorry, I was kind of zoned out. I don't even know what the heck you were talking about. Okay, <laughs> we were we were asking who wanted a million dollars, but the time's up. Um, <laughs> maybe next time. <laughs> How can I refrigerate? My hot dog, since my health department will not allow ice as a coolant except for canned drinks. I have the same problem with ice down condiment tray. How do you warm your buns? They also require sinks large enough to submerge the equipment. Clay County, Missouri. This was submitted by a gentleman named Eddie. Um, or it could be a female named Edie. I'm not sure. But either way, I hope I didn't offend you, but that's the question. Um well, I don't know. I mean, I you know, as soon as I, you know, stick to one and, you know, put down my money, it'll be the other. Um, so, well, Brian Shores has a good example here. I mean, he's got in his, uh, takes it, you know, from home to truck to cart, he's got that portable fridge, and it runs on AC and DC. There you go. So, and that, that thing, I, I mean, he keeps his... Um, Novelty ice cream in that, so that's got to be, I think, below zero. I don't know if he can. Uh, it's an Edge Star portable freezer fridge. It goes um, below. It goes to zero, um, and they they are at a discount. I set up an account with the company that makes those, um, uh-huh. and you can go to learnhotdogs.com forward slash resources, or just hit the resources tab on the right hand side of the page, and you'll see it listed. There. I have one. It works fantastic. Um, but there you go. Let's assume you don't have room for it. Um, in my videos, my free training videos at learnhotdogs.com forward slash training, 
Um, if you are there, you will see um, a video answering these questions. And uh, the question specifically about ice, um, very little vendors use ice other than for drinks, and that's mostly for aesthetics. You know, it looks good to sell somebody ice down Coca-Cola or ice down Stewart Soda or whatever it is. But if you have... Most of us in our coolers use ice packs, gel packs, commercial freezer packs. Um, and when I started, I was, you know, freezing water in milk jugs and, yep. and laying them around. So there's a blue million ways to cool off and guarantee the safe temperature, which I think in Missouri is 42 degrees, um, that it has to stay below 42 so I don't think you really have an issue there. I would double-check, but you can ask the health department. But now you're armed with a little bit more information. Now, how do you warm your buns? That is a question for Rob. Um, Rob's a professional bun warmer. I don't warm my buns. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know about ice packs, though. Uh, I've said it before. There's a company called Equipment Innovators, and they offer the, the one of the only companies I've ever seen that offer the industrial size they'll fit the one of these ice packs fit in the entire bottom of one of those huge igloo coolers it covers the whole bottom of it um that's what i use i use three of those in my uh, uh compartment of my uh, ice box on my cart right and that's i use them down the cold. i use them down the sides and on the bottom and then i have yeah, a big exactly. one that i fold across the top if it's if if i want to i use it for that right yeah um but those equipment innovator huge. Um, be sure you get the green ones. They have two different ones. Blue is more for keeping like candy from melting. Green um, is keeps things at temperature like cold food, milk, that sort of thing. Um, and they're expensive, they're really, but the last year they're expensive. Yeah, I've got some literally working for our vending company that we've had for 15, 16 years, still using the same ones over yeah. and over. You got, they're a gel filled stuff, and they're non hazardous and but they have a lower... Yeah, and they're really, risk. really thick plastic, and they're not going to break. You about drop them, and they don't break and right. crack and all this stuff, but they're super, super great. And the, the money you'll say, a lot of people say, good God, that's expensive for ice packs. Or have to buy all the, even if they bought the, like the $2, $3 ones and had to buy a bunch of them, yeah. in the end, I'm telling you, ice is one of our biggest, besides propane, but ice really costs me more than propane does. Exactly. Even icing down just drinks. Yeah, um, and because between my lemonade, you know, I buy forty pounds of lemonade. I mean, forty pounds of ice a day for lemonade to have on hand, and then I buy at least twenty pounds of ice for my drinks. And usually, I spend about um, twelve bucks a day in ice. Well, geez, you know that uh, that starts adding up very quickly, and it doesn't take long to pay off for ice packs. So, you know, yeah, if you're if you're listening to this show after the live edition, you ought to consider or try um, making the live edition because we have a gentleman over um, on the chat room that's here every week. His name's Brian, and he puts up links. As If we mention a link, he puts it up and and so that you can find it. The problem is, is that chat doesn't stay there, and so if you're a party to it, you can find it quickly. I do try to keep them up with them in my show notes, but I'm not always successful in getting the same amount of links or the same links into the show notes. So keep that in mind. His other question, though, was about steaming buns and or keeping buns warm. Most of us um, 
warm buns in the bag in sun because they will steam right. themselves. I love like working on the big dog cart where you have plenty of room, and I always have a steamer going, and I just throw them into the steamer as needed because it only takes seconds, literally seconds, to have soft, um, you know, what is it called? Hot steamy buns. Steamy buns. Got a question about hot steamy buns? Call Ben at 424-258-9364 for the latest tips and tricks in the world of oiners. That's 424-258-9364. Press 1 to talk live. One-on-one to Ben. Tuesday night, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. HDVR. Hot steamy buns. And now we're wondering why Rob hit a tree on his on his lawnmower. God, I hope I never meet that girl on my food cart. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Okay. So basically, that's how we steam our buns. Um. Some people put them in a dry pan. This this can dry them out. Not can. It will dry them out. You'd have to be real busy spot to dry heat them. Um. But that's the gist of it. Some people leave them in the bags in the steam pan. And as long as you're using, you, you know, you have a huge supply of steam pans and don't mind cleaning plastic off of them, that's another way to do it. Um, I've done that on accident, or not even on accident. I did it just foolishly one time. I was behind, and I threw the whole bag in there, but I put down, a, you know, a food cloth, and the bag melted to the side of the pan. Um, needless to say, I ruined, a, you know, a bag of buns and um, and the pan. Um but anyway, that that was two of his questions. He's got another question. They require large enough sinks to submerge all equipment. Um, I'm going to be facetious for a second. Your hot dog is equipment, and um, and I assume they don't mean to dip the whole hot the hot dog cart in. Um, but on most carts, you have a steam pan that's full size. That is 12 inches by 20 inches. There is not a sink that I know of that will submerge that. Um, other than some, and I, I mean some, commercial sinks, because most commercial kitchens, theirs will submerge a half of that or even two-thirds of it if you fill it slammed to the rim, but not 20 inches deep. Some are, though. There are some that will do it. But the point is, is to have three of those sinks on your cart, it wouldn't be called a hot dog cart anymore. It would be called a sink cart. Um, and you could like rent yourself out as a commissary um, because I'm thinking hot tub. Oh yeah, or hot tubs um, because it, it's almost the perfect size for bathing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have a crappy mind sometimes. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's good I think before I speak for the most part. Sometimes I don't. Now we have. Um, so I hope that answers your question. It goes back to the question from the first person in Phoenix is ask them to see that rule because typically that rule only applies to people without commissaries and people that aren't um, that are a restaurant. And sometimes the inspector will get those confused. But I have step by step guides on that on the blog, and we we've, we've discussed this 
several times, but I hope that helps you. If it doesn't, please email me or call into the listener feedback line, and I'll be happy to help you. Just to remind everybody that's listening, if you have a question and would like to ask it on the show but don't want to, can't make the live show, if you'll go to learnhotdogs.com forward slash feedback, you can just leave a voicemail instantly by clicking a button. Um, Now, who else? Oh, California question. Let's see if we can stump somebody with this. I was wondering what kind, we've got, this this is a bunch of questions in a very short paragraph. So we'll take these one at a time. Um, this is Gerson, Gerson, J-E-R-S-O-N. I think that's, it's either Gerson or it's Gerson. Um, and he's in California. And he was wondering what kind of markup do hot dogs have? Um, my sarcastic answer is whatever markup you put on them. Um, my truth help you out answer is most of us, markup um, double to triple. So if you have a hot dog you paid 30 cent for, you're probably going to sell it for a dollar, which is more than a 300% markup. Um, Because you have to take into account you have bun, condiments, overhead, propane, ice, um, gas to get to the location, your insurance, your licensing, um, and on and on and on and on. So, But that is probably a good one. Um, somebody we may could get to help us out with some other numbers, it'd be like Jason. Jason serves some exotic dogs, and he pays quite a bit for them. Some of them are, I think it was $700 a pound or something. Not really. <laughs> well, ostrich is close. Ostrich is 2380 right now. 2380 Crocodile is like 2380 Crocodile is uh, $1,789, something like that. Oh, yeah. Set your price. <clears throat> What'd you say? How do you set your prices? What determines how? Let's say you, you you break that down. How many dogs come in that ostrich for a pound? Is that? Oh, six that's dogs? a ten pound box, five to one. Okay, five ones. So that means five dogs to a pound. He paid twenty whatever dollars. What what does that come down to? Four four eighty a dog or something? Nine point six. Do what about? Six dollars. Six dollars a dog. Okay. Um, now, six dollars a dog. What would you sell that dog for? Because you you obviously have to add in your overhead and all that stuff I just mentioned. Well, at the winery, um, we sold that one for fourteen. At my daytime location, I sell it for twelve fifty. Okay, so they get a um, a fifth of a pound exotic ostrich dog. Um, without going to some fancy restaurant in Kentucky. Yep. And, and it's a hickory smoked ostrich with pistachio. Right. And you don't even have to have a passport because, you know, a trip to Australia would be expensive. And so you get the ostrich, but you get your um, condiments on it if they want onions on it or whatever. But yeah, that, I'll dress it how you want. Yeah. That should give you an idea of of where markups fall. You will find most dogs for two to three dollars. Normal, six to ones, eight. Most to one. of my other stuff is a three hundred percent markup. Three hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Well, that that's. But I that, mean, I'm selling a lot of different stuff. I mean, I'm selling my hot dogs for two fifty. Right. Right. I mean, yes. You, you have know, Jim. Jim enough. from Vienna always laughs. He says, "When's the last time you saw, you know, a Vienna product being the the." 
lowest cost item on the menu. <laughs> you know, when they pull up and they see fourteen dollars for an ostrich dog or two fifty for the Vienna, the Vienna looks like you just bought it at Rallies or something. Um, <laughs> and and Rallies is an expensive. I mean, uh, Vienna is an expensive dog. It's a high end dog. Yeah. Um, They're four bucks a pound. Uh, I think. Four fifty, four eighty, depending on where you're at in the country. Yeah, but your customers will love them. Um, oh, yeah. Let's go on to the next question. How much do the hot dogs and buns wholesale for? Um, there's as many answers for that as there are hot dogs and buns. Um, I do give you a breakdown of those costs on my free training videos at learnhotdogs.com forward slash training. Um. What kind of profit can a single operator net in a month or year? Um, profit net in a month or year. I guess if we give him a real high amount for a month, he won't work a year, and that's why he wanted the year figure in case the month figure was real low. Um, I'm being facetious. I'm being sarcastic, um, but not in a bad way. Um, let's see it. How much can a how much profit can a single operator net in a month or year? Um, an idea, an average? I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, some vendors are making seventy, eighty bucks a day, and let's say they work twenty days a month. A lot of people will tell you, well, based on thirty days in a month, well, nobody works thirty days a month. It's impossible. You get rained out. You get sick. You know, the neighbor's chickens having puppies. Something comes up, and you can't. Make it. And so figure it on 20 days a month. If you work 20 days a month at 80 bucks, um, that's 16, I'm saying $80 profit. Um, that's 1600 a month. Um, I would say that most vendors are making um, double that a month. Um, maybe when you first start out, you may start out at the 12 to 16 to 2 grand, and then two months later, you're doing four and five. And we've had vendors do, you know, three grand in their first week, but it just depends on location. Um, that's a tricky one to answer because there's um, the amounts that vendors make is kind of a quiet subject um, just because, um, well, there's several reasons for that and, and probably one that I don't want to go into on the radio. Um, the But I hopefully you get my drift. Um, put it this way, it's an all-cash business, pretty much. Um, I know it's not a get-rich-quick, and I know this takes work. I know that since I've... Okay, he has a dry-cleaning business he built up for years. Let's see. I know people have to eat, and they love hot dogs since my kids eat them all the time. You're absolutely right. Um, adults eat more hot dogs than kids do. Though. And what are the best locations for a beginner? Um, the same exact locations that are best for a seasoned person. And that's a location where you can make considerable amounts of money in the shortest amount of time. And that can be from hospitals. We've actually done shows on locations. So if you'll search location, just type in the word location in the search bar at learnhotdogs.com in the right-hand column, you'll pull those up. But there's there's so many different locations. There's car lots. There's people that do catering jobs. Um, there's... There's all these different things that you can do and places that you can set up. There isn't like, okay, well, you're a beginner. Now, 
you go to the auto parts store. Don't go nowhere else your first two weeks. And then the second week, you go to the hospital. And then the third week, I want you over here. There, It isn't a system like that. So the best locations for a beginner are the same as they would be for a seasoned person. Um, you ask also, can you set up at high schools or local colleges? Um, if they will let you. Um, there's a lot of vendors working outside or on the campuses of colleges. I don't know anybody working high schools other than high school games, but I don't know anybody working at a high school. Um, I do know vendors working at colleges and universities. So um, that would be up to the individual school. You'd have to, you know, check with them. Um, did you all have anything to add to that? I think you covered it for me. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else we need to cover. I do want to cover something. Somebody had posted on Facebook um, a good software program, and there I sent them a link to um, the blog that we did on different software programs that are free. There's some pay programs out there as well, and there's even a couple programs out there that are specific to our industry. Um, the problem is, is that they don't cover the full gamut, um, and I have found that the free programs are more robust. They're easier to change, easier to use, have more features without making you learn all those features. You can add them as you want. Um, the Sales View program, I don't have it yet, but it is... Um, according to Jason and some others, and you can YouTube it, um, people love it because it it networks, it does social media, it does all these different things that you can use. And so, and it's with you all the time. It's on your iPhone or it's on your smartphone or whatever, you know, your iPad. It's there with you. It's not, okay, let me write down my numbers, then go home, take my receipts and my numbers and put them into the software program. It's with you right now. So if you need to, you can you can download the app without purchasing, you know, going all the way. You can download the app on your phone and see reports and stuff it does. Oh, can you? So you can try it out before you even even get it, and it's free, isn't it? You can't. You can't. Uh, Well, I mean, for us, it's ten dollars a month. If you don't do, oh, five hundred and sixty dollars in credit cards a month. Right. Right. You know, but I mean, ten bucks a month for everything it does is well worth it. Um, oh my gosh, yes! You know, uh, download the app is my recommendation, and take a look at it and look at all the different reports and everything. I mean, it's amazing all the different stuff it does. I'm I'm still probably not halfway through everything it does, and I'm probably only using a quarter of what I should be. But I mean, I use it every day as my cash register, my POS system. Right. Um. Brian's sharing all the different stuff he carries on a cart. <laughs> he looks like a grocery store. Oh, yeah. He's got <laughs> a lot in that little cart. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, SalesView is probably one that we would um, link you to. They are also a partner of the Mobile Food Vendor Association. So, if you're not a member and you want special deals and incentives, you can go there. Deanna has some fantastic deals for network marketing and promoting your cart, if you end up wanting to make your cart a Vienna cart, um, all kinds of stickers and 
umbrellas, and um, I think they give you a Mini Cooper or something. I don't know, but you'll have to talk to the, the main guy over there. I think his name's Jim. And, um, tell him Jason. Man, wait till he gets that phone call. <laughs> oh, man. I'll block him. Um, <laughs> um, that'll help out. And um, so there's lots of lots of different sponsors and 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 people that are there helping the Mobile Food Vendor Association. Plus, there's stuff that, you know, we learn and we post up on the blogs and stuff that will help you, like the the Wix website. If you don't have a website, that is the fastest-growing platform for free websites in the world, and it doesn't have all those stupid ads like these old free website places did. And they make it easy, and they've got so many canned themes and stuff. And a theme is like your basic overall design and you can even manipulate the theme if you if the theme's blue and you wanted red and yellow you can change it and everything's simple to use and a lot of people are using that millions literally millions and i know we have some vendors on it now so if you haven't seen that that's not a partner or sponsor or anything they're just cool and you can check that out and get a free website um and they even have the apps built in so you can social network and even those um Oh, it even has – it comes with the free secret button that does the mail. You know, since the, God, you don't have to buy button. nothing. You don't have to do nothing, and it comes with the secret button um, that you can hit, that which makes people come even when you don't um, – Promote your website. Right. You don't even do nothing. You just hit a button, and people are going to come, and it's fantastic. Um, it's like a flash mob. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> oh God! Oh my gosh, that was the funniest show. Um, anyway, if anyone has um, has got a new website up and you'd like us to plug you on Hot Dog Vendor Radio, please feel free to email me, call me, or call into the show, and I'll be happy to plug your Facebook page or your website, um, and we'll get you going. Um, guess what? Rob did. He left. I just uh, I just went over. He left. Didn't say bye. Didn't say. He just left. Well, it's because we got him early. Yeah, that's. I think that's what. It, I think we had gone over our allotted time of Rob, and um, and so. <laughs> hey, did you see those pictures I posted of my uh, my cooking demo this week for the uh, alligator chili and the chicken sausage gumbo and stuff? No. Did you see those on Facebook? No. Yeah, I'm gonna have alligator chili too. <laughs> oh my! We're on a chicken and sausage gumbo, red bean and sausage, chicken and sausage jambalaya. You know, so we're playing with some other stuff too. Now these are some benefits of having a um, a enclosed trailer where you're allowed to sell more and offer more to your customer. Now some people, it doesn't matter as long as it's individually packaged, they can sell it from their cart. You know, we had those guests guess on a while back they're college students and they're doing burritos and pancakes and all kinds of stuff on a cart um and it's because they um met the requirements but it's an open cart in i think ohio um i think it is but anyway we've um this has been a great show um i um i think let me do a quick commercial and then if I can think of anything else, um, if I can't, we'll go home. But this is a commercial for the Mobile Food Vendor Association. 
Do you like freebies and discounts? Then check out mymfva.org. You can get instant access to secrets that will supercharge your business. Gain instant eligibility to all MFVA-sponsored giveaways and much, much more. For more details, visit mymfva.org. Contact the Mobile Food Vendors Association. Contact the Mobile Food Vendors Association. Yep, he's too sexy for his cart. It's Ben on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Tell you what, I need to merge the the hot steamy buns commercial with the too sexy commercial, and uh, and we could probably get picked up by some other channels. <laughs> uh, the Ron Jeremy radio show. Yeah, yeah, I can see it now. Um, explicit content. Um, let's see. I was thinking there was another question, but I don't see it on my list. Um, that somebody had asked, and I hope I didn't miss it. I don't think I did. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight on Hot Dog Vendor Radio. And um, we will have show notes if you missed any of the links that Brian posted up. And I want to thank Brian for doing that. And um, thanks to O'Doggies for his um, warm but welcomed um, remembrance of all those people that help us be who we is. And, Speaking uh, of Corey, uh, when we were talking about his uh, crazy dog, he's got Porkalypse coming back. And Porkalypse is a hot dog wrapped in ham topped with pulled pork and bacon. Really? I coming back. Well, Corey, when you get that back up... Um, Send us the recipe and a picture, or a couple pictures, and we'll put that on the blog. Um, I think um, that sounds delicious. I wish that food wasn't such that it is, that you couldn't just mail me one nice hot, you know, um, pork lips inside of some hot steamy buns. Um, that would um, make my day to try some of these. I, I still want to try, you know, these exotic meats as well. And and haven't yet. I've never had, you know, an exotic meat hot dog. Dude, we just have to get you up here, huh? Well, yeah, yeah, and I heard if you buy the ones down at the, um, what is it, the food pantry or whatever they sell, um, they said that those are exotic. Um, those dogs that are like, you know, a 24-pack for a dollar. Um, and uh, it's just exotic in a whole new different way. <laughs> it's furry. Yeah, it's beaks and peckers. It's um, beaks, peckers, and feet, dogs. Um, anyway, if um, if you have a suggestion for the show, please let us know. We'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear your feedback. If you enjoy the show, I'd love to know it. Go over to learnhotdogs.com forward slash feedback and leave us a message. Tell us, say, you know what, the the show's good, but that Rob, you know, with his comings and goings as he pleases willy-nilly just isn't going to happen. And tell him how you feel. Um, the, um, <laughs> I'm going to catch heck for this tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and I, I want to thank Jason. Jason was almost all but going to not be on the show tonight because he's worn out. He's had a long day. 
um, you know, made like three and a half million dollars. And but he uh, he he did a real good day, and he still got a family. And, and as we all do, and I'm sure you know, all of us have families or extended families. And so I thank everybody for taking the time to um, to listen and enjoy the show and to share it with friends and do all that stuff. And I love you for it. And so, and if there's anything we can do to help somebody out, let us know. Um, and we'll try to um, steer them in the right direction so we can help them. And what else? Um, anything else, Jason, before we wrap this sucker up? No, that's all for me. Well, I'm going to go. I appreciate everybody joining. Y'all have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Have a good night. See you, Jason. Tune in this week for more of the very best vendor information money can buy on HTVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.